This podcast is sponsored by All in the Details. Are you looking for a complete transformation for your car? Do you want to support a local small business that takes tremendous pride in their work? Then look no further, because All in the Details puts more pride in their work than any of the chain detailers. All in the Details offers several packages that suit your wallet. Regardless of the package you choose, All in the Details only uses the finest products that put the competitors to shame, which is like comparing a Big Mac to a flaming yawn. If you want to completely reinvigorate the natural beauty of your car, then contact All in the Details via email, text, or even a private message on Facebook. All in the Details looks forward to providing you with the most excellent worksmanship. Cannot wait to hear see the smile on your face when you see your car in its prime. Only in New Jersey and a Pennsylvania area. And now, back to the show! For more information, go to njpadetailing.com, facebook.com slash allinthedetailspa, or instagram.com slash allinthedetailspa. Did you lose your goddamn mind? I'm either gonna drink to be happy or drink to be sad, but either way, we're I'm drinking. Gonna drink. I'll take you guys to New Jersey yeah. as a night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. My guest today, Joel Davidson. Hi. Joel, thanks for coming, man. Nice to be here. About time I tried to have you on for a while. I know it's but, amazing. But I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know you had such a great studio. Oh, thanks, man. It's, it's, it's the home studio, you know. I had to. I, we repainted it and you know, I hung up some guitars and did other fun stuff. Yeah, it looks good. Looks really good. All right. So, uh, do you play in a band? I used to. So now I just play mostly by myself. Okay. You know, that's how it goes. Like I guess. My son. <laughs> yeah, he just right. He just plays guitar. Yeah. And just, but just hangs yeah, out. He yeah. plays piano too, right? Piano and guitar. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And he's pretty good, right? He went to school for piano or just took lessons? No, he just dabbles at it all the time. He's, yeah. Uh, his mom has a grand piano and he just is there all the time and he has, he plays off of other people's music. Like with it, right? Yeah. The same? Yeah. That's awesome. Did he ever play in a band or does he just... No. Just loves doing it. Man, we gotta get the. I gotta bring him no. over. Yeah, I know. Tell tell him he's gotta be on the podcast so we could just hang okay. out, have have a drinking musical yeah time and hang out. So definitely. that'd be fun. I bet he'd like it. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's crack open the first beer. Um, and you're a fan of IPAs, right? That's what definite. So I, I I went on your your taste basically because I know what you drink. So okay. I'm. Uh, I'm definitely an IPA person. Yeah, and I I try not to go too strong with us today. So anywhere it's between six and seven. That's perfect. So it's not yeah. nothing. There's no eights. I don't think in this That's one. So we, we should be fine. That's great. So yeah. <laughs> so um, so yeah, you are a regular at the Rose. That's how I met you. That's right. Um, and many other bars. And you were you were a tennis teacher or. Were you a pro before? Did you, I'm, did... I'm a teaching pro. Teaching pro. Right. Okay. So uh, that is not my profession. That's more of a hobby. 
Okay. I was a uh, recreational therapist at uh, Children's Hospital for 28 years. Oh, geez. Yeah. What was that like? It was a fabulous job. I was just very, very fortunate to fall into something that I love doing, and that is playing games with kids and playing games as a kid. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, I turned it into a profession, and they had, it was just uh, working with kids and taking, so, taking them on outings and stuff like that. So any kind of like any uh, like recreational games, uh, basketball, all that stuff, board games, anything? Is board that- games, uh Crafts, arts and crafts. Um, I I did old fashioned kinds of stuff. We would do scavenger hunts and treasure hunts, and okay, uh, we would go out to the beach. If we in the early in the early days when the, before HMOs came in, um, they we used to be able to take people out. Once the HMOs came in to run the hospitals. They uh, stopped us from, uh, if a kid could leave the hospital for any activity, they would be asked to, uh, they would be told that they couldn't do that, they'd have to go home. Oh. So. Huh. They stopped us from doing it. Oh, jeez. So that was the last, that made it a, a much harder job. I was going to say, that probably is a little bit more difficult than when you can't do the outings right. and, and stuff right. like that. Because we, I was working with psychiatric patients. So you couldn't get like permission slips from people kind of a thing like a school would and be like they're allowed the insurance insurance companies wouldn't allow oh wow that's so that's that's why that changed the whole thing so we just hung around the hospital and did things in the hospital and had i would have camp outs and bring in tents and stuff like that oh man yeah. So you made it super fun for uh, the kids. I, we did. We had dances. We had proms and stuff like that. Oh, geez. <laughs> that sounds awesome, man. That's a yeah. good career. Yeah. Awesome. Well, cheers, buddy. This is the Nikasi uh-huh. Made in the Shade Summer IPA. And this is uh, 6.8%, so right in a nice little level. Ah. That's a nice taste. Yeah, the hops are nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a good, it definitely has a summer feel and flavor to it. Yeah. It's not heavy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Um, so, and then you always did the tennis I would, teaching I was, throughout forever? Or? Right. I would take on private lessons and I would also, I also uh, taught at Sacred Heart High School in um, Menlo Park. Okay. Uh, when it was an all-girls school. How long did you do that for? I did it for, I believe, four years. And, and I also had my job at Children's. I had like four jobs at the time. Jesus. I you can tell you're from the East Coast. <laughs> I was, oh, how's that? Because you got four jobs. <laughs> you're, and you're not Mexican. <laughs> so true. it's East Coast people or Mexican people, or not even just Mexicans, but like the Latino community. Right. We're all exactly. pretty much in that hardworking, yeah. like we are always on the go. No and, question about it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, not to be in a, in a racist term of, right. of any of that stuff. No. I just mean that as East Coasters and as a Latino community that I could see, we're all pretty working hard and we at least have three to four jobs, yeah. you know, or at a, you right. know, two. Two is the minimum and like everybody's kind of... My son works at St. Michael's Alley and there's a number of uh, Latino people there. And they're always going from one job to the next. Yeah, job. it's the same. Yeah, the same. I got I got a bunch of friends that are always you yeah. know in the Latinos that are just yeah. 
hustling and they're they're got three jobs. They're like, oh, I'm working this one and I'm working that. And I'm like, like when do you sleep? Right, I know. I, I for me, I had three jobs and I was like, I got to drop one of these jobs. Yeah. So it's it's definitely difficult. But yeah, you can tell because of like the hustle with the four jobs. Yeah. So I do tennis and then I do children's hospital in the evenings, tennis in the afternoons, and then when I get off at children's hospital. Uh, children's Hospital, I'd sometimes uh, go over and bartend at uh, a place called um, Talbot's on California Avenue in Palo Alto. Talbot, is that still they, open? It's called La Boganita or something like that. It's a Cuban um, oh, okay. bar and restaurant now. All right. Yeah. That was on California Ave. Yeah. Right. Okay. And you were doing that for a long time too? Or like mixing drinks or just serve it up? Oh no, mixing drinks. Mixing drinks and do the whole bartending. It was a neighborhood bar and people came in. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Did you uh did you teach any cool have you taught pros? That, uh, that were professional? I have taught I <laughs> no. I don't think I taught So you didn't teach John Macaro anything? No. <laughs> that's a shame. No, but I learned <laughs> I learned a lot from him. He okay. was one of my faves. All right. Yeah, John Macaro was awesome to watch. Yeah. He's definitely an angry guy, but Right. But, Anti-authority, yeah. for sure. But he was definitely probably one of the cooler ones to watch playing tennis than a lot of the other ones, besides the uh, the Williams sisters, I'm guessing, because they were so good. Right. You know, yeah. uh, any other celebrity, I'm kind of like lost. I don't know too much about tennis uh-huh. as far as like, you know. Yeah, there's not been a, an American big pro yet uh, for a long, long time since uh, little Agassi and... Oh, right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Agassi. Yeah. We're just talking about that. that when are we going to get another American in there? And I, the thing is, well, it goes. I could go into the whole thing, but Dang, it's, it's, it has to do with uh, the lower circuits don't pay enough, and people get they can't get through it all. So they get discouraged because they're they not get getting paid well, right? So if it's not your passion and you don't want to stick to it, right? But I think that's that's probably in most things, right? Probably, like, yeah. right? If, if you're yeah. not passionate about right. it, yeah. And you're just in it to get a paycheck. You got to make those steps, right? You got to make the climb. Exactly. The struggle is all yeah. part of part yeah. of life, right there. Yeah. When I was growing up, it was uh, it was amateur, and there was very little professional. And you probably didn't get paid anything, right? Until you got to the professionals, right? That's right. Probably the same way as goes with golf. Golf, I'm sure, is probably in that very same circuit. Yeah. And so you got to be in a tournament to win something. Even yeah. then, you get like a thousand bucks, right? But if yeah. you you're totally right. It has to do with in all all professions. I mean, you, you start out as an intern or a student uh, intern. Yeah. And then you uh, have to get through that and, and find your love. That's the thing. That's the best thing is to find. Like I found a job that I could play all day long and, and you just can't enjoy. beat that. No, I know. Yeah. Same with tennis. Same with yeah, I love tennis. And you still play now, right? Yeah. And how old are you, Joe? Just 76. 76, and you still play tennis. Do you play with AJ a lot? Uh, or we, sometimes? We play the most. Nice. Yeah. AJ. I got to come out once in a while and just play. Oh, that'd be I, great. Because I'm not, I don't play, I'm not good, so I don't know. Yeah. But I would like to just learn and uh-huh. be a little bit more active in, in that kind of sporting activity. Anytime, give me a call. All right. Sounds I can good. last about an hour, an hour and a half or something like that. I'm probably good for about 20 minutes. <laughs> Who knows? So. Either one, where I'm fine. Yeah. I would just like to hang out and, and do some, some activities like that. So I try to walk and go hiking and stuff and do that kind of stuff. But yeah. I'm like, I need to do a sport, you know, yeah. move around a little extra. 
Do you know Harry at uh, All Pro? Uh, no, he's I don't know. Tall Irish guy. Oh yes, I do know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he, he came out once with me, and he wants to come out again too. He said the same thing that you just said, that he would just like to get out and have a sport going for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was thinking about trying to do um, like a like softball, or I was trying to do like uh, some dodgeball or something, something like that. But it's for my schedule at work, it's just a little uh, harder to find the, the teams when they meet up because uh-huh. I can't I can't just like like say if, if there's a game on a Friday I can't just take off a Friday and play the game because I have to work right so I, I'm I was trying to find ones that you know they would match up with my schedule but yeah it's too bad yeah, yeah. so uh, seasonal ones and they come really fast have a team or something. no no that would be awesome yeah, I know if we had a baseball or a softball team that yeah. would be killer but that's I, what we I used to do that too with that when I worked with the city of Palo Alto Oh, okay. And you they played on the city's team. Do the, does the city still have a team? Uh, I bet they do. Yeah. I gotta look into that. Cause, yeah. 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 It's one of those things I, I was just thinking about, and I'm like, I really kind of want to be a part of a team that uh, we were going bowling for a little while, and we were on a, a drinking league team. Uh-huh. And that went on for about a year and a half, which is fun. Yeah. And yeah, I like bowling too. It's cool. You uh, said dodgeball? Dodgeball. They have dodgeball leagues and kickball leagues really? too here. Yeah. So it's, it's like, you know, wow, middle school cool. games, but yeah. they have leagues here that like eat same kind of thing that you, wow. you join. I didn't it. know that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's like talking to random co- people that work at different companies and they're like, oh yeah, we have a Menlo Park team and they have this team and you know, all this other stuff. I'm like, okay, I, I can be a part of that. And uh-huh. then, you know, then it's like, oh, well, we practice every Tuesday. I'm like, well, that's, I'm out, you know, so right. I got to find out. When they either play games or practice, and then if I can match up with some of the times right. in most of the games, then I'd, like even if they had a game every Saturday, I'd be fine. Even yeah. even Sunday afternoon, yeah. I'd be okay. But they kind of make it like Friday nights, and I'm like, right, I'm, I'm Friday night, I'm out, I have yeah. to work. Yeah. So makes it a little difficult. I enjoyed uh, softball. I uh, my last game. I played with uh, the city of Palo Alto, and there was a firefighter in left field that was on the team, and I was a pitcher, and I was the cutoff guy. Okay. And this is a good story. All right. <laughs> cutoff stuff. So uh, there's a guy coming home from second. And so I'm the cutoff guy mm-hmm. to try to get the guy... If, From second to home. Well, I'm going to get the guy... If I cut it off, that means I'm going to throw to second to get the guy from first. Oh, right. Yeah. So you don't have means, to throw it yet. It means that the home run, is, that, that the run is going to score. Okay. All right. And he fires the ball to me. I had had a couple of beers. <laughs> <laughs> as, Not going to lie. As is my use. And um, I put up my, the glove hand is in the left, mm-hmm. the right hand's here, and I'm going to clap my, the ball shut to with the glove. my hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a visual, I guess. Yep. Well, I see it. Yep. <laughs> okay. So you're clapping, you're, you're in the midair, right. and he's throwing to you. But instead, the ball hits right here on my right thumb. So without the glove. Without the glove. The barehanded hits. Yeah. And tears it off. Just tears it so it's just hanging by a string. So it, the ball actually cut your finger, right? Your whole my th- whole thumb, and so Whoa. there's a whole big, big scar. Oh, right I there. see the scar. Oh yeah. shit! 
Jesus. <laughs> what kind of ball was this? So that's why they call him a cutoff guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess, but I'm for sorry. you, they only called you the cutoff guy. <laughs> but that, damn. Oh, I, I... Was he playing with a metal? I didn't, I didn't feel it at all. You just kind of went... I went, and then I looked down and saw it hanging by the string of a skin, and I just flopped down You're on like, the ground. I'm I, done. I fainted. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. The guys picked me up and Jesus. got me over to the hospital. And they had, to wait, they had to wait four hours because I had been drinking. So they got to wait for your blood to thicken, right? right? Yeah. Before they can put you on anything? Yeah. So what do they do? Just bandage you up, stop the bleeding as best they can? Well, there wasn't much bleeding. Oh, actually. no. No. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Hardly any breathing, bleeding. Huh. Yeah, they just, just kind of abandoned it up. Okay. Well, that makes sense. If you're not bleeding, then you don't yeah. have to stop the but then, And then the docs came in to do the surgery, and there's uh, a resident and a uh, the major doctor to look, to look on to the resident doing it. And they get in an argument. All right. <laughs> over what they wanted to do as far as... Uh, putting me out or just giving me a block under the arm here so we, they just have to do the surgery and I won't feel it if they do it just to the arm. Okay. So they argued that out and I'm, I'm, <laughs> You're I'm, just I'm behind white the, face. I'm, <laughs> I'm behind this curtain which makes you uh, claustrophobic already. Yeah. And, then and just guys... your arm your arm is outside of the curtain, right? Is that what it is? Right. Oh, man. <laughs> and I should have said to him uh, uh Call in somebody else. We need somebody. We need a third opinion because these two guys, you know, uh, are we going to call them guys the odd couple or not agreeing on something there? Oscar and whatever. uh, What's his name? Felix. Felix, yeah. They're arguing outside and it's not happening for me. Yeah. Yeah. But they did a good job. Got me back so I could hold the tennis racket and teach tennis. Yeah. Do tennis. So When when was was the, how, how old were you when that happened? Oh, boy, that must have been in my uh, late 30s, early 40s. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then you, did you stop playing softball after that? And you were like, I'm No, never... no, I continued playing uh, next year or so. Okay, but, cool. Uh, so it didn't stop you, didn't, right. didn't put you down. You're just like, ah, shit happens. Right. It's kind of an odd thing of like, how, let's say, like, the, the ball must have been sharp or the threads. I don't know. I can't even... Imagine why it would well, do that. this big six foot five guy throwing the ball as Launching hard as it. he can. Oh yeah, that's true. And and those strings, were yeah, the things that yeah just ripped it. Yeah, you don't want somebody whipping the ball at you like that. Know how you take a pencil? Yeah, uh, and you have somebody hit it while you hold while it. while you hold it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly what just it was. What happened. Snap! <laughs> <laughs> Man, that sucks. Yeah. So so so. What's a little little of the background story about you, Joel? Did, did you when did you move out to California? Because I know you're from Worcester, Mass. Okay, so Worcester, Massachusetts, yeah, right? And then is that uh, just outside of Boston area? Yeah, it's about fifty miles west of Boston. Okay, and um, I moved out of Worcester in uh, when I was around twenty years old, and uh, went to work in Boston. Okay. Uh, at um, McLean Hospital, a psychiatric hospital, as an aide. And um, worked there for 10 years. Um, so like 20 to 30-ish, right? Yeah, 
Okay. Right. Moved out here in 1970. 1970. Right. And I was born 1940, obviously. I'm 76. Yeah. yeah. 1940. Long time ago, John. <laughs> they had dirt streets back yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. How was it? How was it like growing up in uh, in that area? It's super uh, uh, like rural, right? It's lots of trees and farmlands at the time too. Well, yeah, I was out uh, of Worcester, Worcester Center. We were about uh, five to ten miles outside of it. Okay, and uh, so it was somewhat urban, but mostly it was uh, trees and. Lots of farmland. And did, you have, did you guys actually, have, was there like horses and people uh, in that area still? Because I know most of the East Coast doesn't really have as much, even here, there's a lot of horses still kind of thing. Or like, mostly horseback riding, but uh -huh. like, at that time, I'm guessing it yeah, started no, it, to get off of that. There were milk farms, cows and uh, milk farms, and there were um, just people who did their home gardening and would sell to their community and stuff like that. Yeah. Similar to the farmer's markets, the way they do that now. Yeah. Um, but uh, mostly I was more like a city kid than... Okay. Yeah. So you, you were yeah. like, want to flock to the city? Right. Jump on cable cars right. kind of shit? Well, <laughs> <laughs> a bus. A bus, yeah. <laughs> That's how I would get to school. All right. It was downtown, yeah. Nice. So then you moved out in 1970 right. to California. Did the Children's Hospital, is that how you kind of was? No, I changed came jobs out, or you just. I came out here not having a job. Nice. Um, my, I, I was married, had two children, and uh, my wife was a nurse. And she, I, we all knew that she could get a job anytime, but I came out here to get us settled. By so you my, came out by first myself, yeah. Okay. Drove across country. Was it your was it your idea to go to California? Um actually it was my wife's. It was her idea. Yeah. Okay. She um had been out here when she was a teenager and she really liked it. And so uh when let's see, when I was leaving uh Boston in uh, McLean Hospital, I um what had happened? Oh, I applied to uh, San Jose State. Okay. Yeah. And so that's uh, that's where I uh, decided to come out here because she said, let's go to California. Let's get out of here. And, so and I was kind of a mother's boy, you know, kind of attached to my family. And I needed to break the umbilical cord and really stretch it <laughs> to get out Yeah, to I think... I think that's important for a lot of people yeah. too, you know, and same, I think is a lot of people that are really tight with their family. It's like, I think they need to know what it's like to be without, right. you know, and get, get away from that oh, yeah. kind of scene. It was really helpful to me to grow yeah. up that way. Yeah. Did it, yeah. was it, did it feel natural when it was like a little homesick, but not too much? Right. I was said that when I moved out here that I'd stay for five years and again go back. But I hated winter. Yeah, not. I never wanted to win. I, I hated shoveling snow and, yeah, and any of that of stuff, that right? Stuff, yeah, yeah I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like anything. You know, once it gets cold, it's yeah. a shitty time. Right, you can't plan anything. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Um, no, that makes sense. I hated. I hated all that stuff about wintertime, mm -hmm. and I think that's. I gave myself 
a little bit of time. Like I said, if I'm not making it work for myself out here in about a year, I get six months to a year, mm-hmm. then I'll move back if I don't have anything going on. Where are you from? New Jersey. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm right. Yeah. Just, just below you, uh-huh. a little south. Um, so yeah, when I when I moved out, I didn't have a job, and I moved out with like a thousand dollars, and that's it. That's uh-huh. all I had. I do one person here. That's yeah. it. And I ended up staying with him at his apartment, that where they were living. And then, yeah, it kind of worked out that way. It just. I had an accident uh, at just before I left. Um, I was I was a recreational therapist back there too. I moved up from an aide to a recreational therapist to the director of recreation at this poshy mental hospital okay. called McLean's, and. Um, they had tennis courts and they had a golf course and stuff like that. And some of the James Taylor went there okay. and the Taylor family all went there Okay, from North Carolina. And uh, so I finally, after 10 years or eight years or so, I was able to get the uh, patients into the city league in Belmont. And so for the tennis league or no for a softball oh for softball league yeah, okay yeah and uh, so we went and I played center field we the staff and patients played together that's got to be pretty cool oh it's great that'd be like mixing with the patients right is probably bringing them into the community yeah making like them that. feel pretty much right at home right. and then getting the community to come up to where we had a softball field and hang out and, and, and watch the games and or uh, participate come up and play too yeah. Um, so I'm out in center field and I'm running to catch a fly and there's a hole in the field and my left leg goes into the hole Yeah, (laughs) and bends back the knee, which causes a frayed, um, meniscus in the knee. Yeah. And I had to have surgery for that. Oh, and that with that surgery, a year later, an administrator comes up to me and he says, uh, do you ever get any compensation for that? You were working, right? I says, yeah, I was coaching the team and taking patients. And, mm-hmm. and he says, a year later, he says, you should go sign up for the workman's comp. You can get it. Talk to the administrators. And so with that money, <laughs> the story comes to an end soon. With, <laughs> no, no, it's perfect. <laughs> with that money, um, it was $1,500 that I got, and that we used that to move all of our furniture out here. And so it's kind of a, a tragedy and right. and a blessing at the same time. Yeah. Because you, you could use the money right. and shipped all your stuff. and Definitely. Uh, did you ever think softball, just not your sport? <laughs> That's a good point. Those <laughs> seems to be all your injuries right now happen in softball. It's a tough Don't sport. Don't fucking play softball anymore. <laughs> It is. You think it'd be the easiest one? <laughs> right. That seems to be like I softball. Think, yeah, and I think maybe your uh, you, all your, um, your your inhibitions are lowered because you're like this is such an easy ass game, right? Right. Exactly. And all of a sudden your your guard's down and you trip over a fucking hole or somebody right. throws a line drive at your face and sliding slide into bags and stuff like yeah. that. And, yeah. Have you have you had any injuries in like tennis or anything? Yeah. Okay, so you've had you have okay, so you've had the same, uh-huh. if not more, in tennis. I'm guessing because of the ratio, the percentage wise no. of you playing tennis versus playing softball. Okay, no, my, I had tennis elbow because when you teach tennis, 
you tend not to pay attention to your stroke. You're just trying to get the ball to the other person and have them hit the ball correctly. Yeah. And uh, I ended up with tennis elbow. It lasted for three years. Yeah, how does that... I think I had that, too, without even playing tennis. Well, that also has to do with bartending. Yeah, because you're just I, I, doing you're the same... drinks and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and I'm always pouring. And then it, it, one day it was just hurting really bad. And I, I got one of the... Um, one of those medical straps with the ball, uh-huh. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Or the, the little balloon, whatever, the plastic balloon. Uh-huh. And it just puts pressure right there the whole time. Wow. So I'd be serving and I'd have that because uh-huh. it just was it's, it was in such pain. It's not, it went away after about six months of me like doing yeah. that and, and doing some yoga and stretching it out a lot. But uh, Yeah, they were I, real I, I conservative did, with me. Too. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't figure out, well, I didn't, I wasn't doing anything, but yeah. Right. I guess bartending and all that kind of stuff will do it to you all as well. Added to it, yeah. Did and you have to get surgery for yours, or I ended up getting surgery finally. There was this doctor that did it all the time, and I happened to know him or something like that. And he says, "Oh yeah, come on in," and he just reattached the ligament a little lower down, and I've had no problem with it since. Oh geez, yeah, all right. Well, that's amazing. cool. Yeah, that is amazing. It seems so odd that like. Because you're doing a, a weird motion, is that what it is? And the ligament right. is not right, especially with your backhand. Okay, most people are doing two hand backhands now, but uh, oh, when I was growing two... up, it was all one handed. Yeah, even when I think about playing right now, I would use one hand. Uh-huh. But I'd probably fucking get tennis elbow again. You're lefty. I am lefty. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're lefty too, right? Is what you're saying? Or no? No, you're right handed. I'm, saying... lef- I'm left wing and right handed. Okay. Because you say when you're playing softball, your glove is on the right hand. Or no, your glove is on the left. Left, yeah. yeah. So my glove would be on the right hand. Uh, is that okay. true? Yeah. But yeah. Let's make sure that thing... Yeah, sometimes it goes black, but I have to like... Okay. It's still recording though. So it's like one of those screen just saves and then it goes off after like 10 minutes. So I uh-huh. have to keep checking to make sure it's just... It's all good. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been doing this? Um, since about December. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, hold on, we'll take a little pause real fast. So, yeah, um, to answer your question, yeah, I was, I've been doing this since December. Um, I thought it would be just a fun idea to basically bring... I'm a fan of conversation, so I like... Mm-hmm. And one-on-one is, is pretty fun, too. I think it's uh, a good way to get to know somebody... Yeah. Especially after a little while, it's like, and then I thought, I know so many regulars at the bar that if I had conversations and started a podcast and we all love beer uh-huh. and we just bring the conversation home and bullshit over some good beers. and Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So that was my, that's my whole idea behind it. And then yeah. I just kind of created a little show out of it. The, uh, I was just thinking about this, uh, what we're doing. Uh-huh. And um, it would, it's it's in a bar conversation, you move from person to person and stuff like that. It doesn't last as long the length as this. Right. Yeah. You always get interruptions. Yeah, right. right. And so you don't really get to know each other. Exactly. Yeah. So everybody kind of knows each other yeah. on. And then uh, they go home into their hives and yeah, stuff and, like yeah. that. Yeah. And, and I only know, like, even about you, about, oh, you play, you play tennis, you're from Boston. Or, or Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and 
so there's, you know, and, you know, I know Chris, and then, so I know like a handful of things about you, but never was like a, a nice full conversation. And I think that's yeah. important, especially as I become, you know, frequently people coming to the bar, me and getting to know them more yeah. and more. Yeah. I just thought it would be an awesome Excellent. idea to take it. Yeah. And I think bar yeah. conversations are always fun over beer because everybody's a little fun, you know? Yeah. And I know Bruce Springsteen. So, see? <laughs> Who knows the boss? Not me. No, my nephew is uh, the CFO of Sony Music in New York. He's now the COO and CFO. And he oh. has signed Bruce. And okay. So I, I get to meet him through that. But Have you met him before? We just see you later. How, how many times have you met him? Uh, I just once. Just once? Yeah. Nice guy, very small conversation. Nothing. We, no. we were just... Just a hello? Yeah. Next person. Next? <laughs> like meeting him backstage. So we should get him here to do a podcast. Right. If so we can we get, get the boss on, yeah. Although maybe we just read his book. He just came out with a new book. It was sounding really good. Well, he should come here and tell us the book. Okay. Why should we read his shit, right? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Are you? Were you... From where he is from? No, he is down by the beach, so where the shore is. So he is from Asbury Park. Okay, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Same with Bon Jovi, or yeah, Bon Jovi is either from Fremont or Asbury Park as well. One of them are from different, I think, around that area. But yeah, those are the two main New Jersey icons. Before I forget, there is a play. In San Jose, um, and that I'm going to on Sunday, and it's uh, it's about New Jersey. Oh, what's what? And it ha- it's called Toxic Avengers. Oh no way! Uh huh. I was and in a I was in, in a, a musical. Yeah, I was in a movie. I was in a B-rated horror movie with the the original director of the Toxic Avenger. Oh really? He, the director, I was in a, a horror movie where he was in it as well. All right. Yeah. So it was like a B-rated horror wow. movie where, so Lloyd Kaufman is the original director for Toxic Avenger and he owns, he did own, uh, so Troma. Do you know Troma? So Troma is a very, um, no. Troma is uh, like a horror, um, fun, funny kind of horror I guess you want to say? Yeah, right. So it's like a comedy horror genre, but it's like its own company corporation. Like, uh, I guess you would say oh, okay. like, uh, I don't know, like a hype, like some kind of pictures, like something presents, right? Like Sony presents like right. that. Right. This would be Troma presents and right. it'd be all Lloyd Kaufman stuff. So he owns uh-huh. Troma. But yeah, I got to be in a movie with an act with him as the director of the, of the Toxic Avengers. So the play would probably be really funny. Have you seen the movie and all that? No. Oh, dude. It's I got not. the whole box set. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, it's, I got one. So it goes, I got the cartoon. I have the original movie, the second one, and the third one is where he goes to Japan. So it's Toxie goes to Japan. Yeah. Wow. All that shit. So six degrees of separation. Yeah, right there. <laughs> we like canceling each other out right there, Joel. Really? So yeah, that's a, that's a nice little, uh, you got to tell me about how the play goes. I will. Yeah, definitely. Is it is it is this the last day or, or this time they're only running it? No, I think it's I I'm not Going sure. Going on for a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. 
There's there's one Sunday night and one we're going to the afternoon one. So friends. Are. All right. Yeah. Definitely let me know how it goes because I'm curious okay. now because yeah. I was a fan of the movie. So, you know, it was one of those oh, ones yeah, I watched as a little kid and I grew up with it. And then I actually got to be in a film with the director. Now that that was kind of fun. Yeah. He's a wacky dude, but but pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Super fun. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so what was what was your um, your day like today? You were you're saying or yeah, you said you had a bad day ish. Oh, yeah. Sort of bad day? Kind of bad day? Middle? Well, I woke up a little uh, too much beer. And Did you go out last night? Yeah. What did you do last night? Was it last night? Was Wednesday? Yeah. I went to the old pro, watched the Red Sox with my son. Went to a movie yesterday, too, with him. Oh. Um, what did you see? We saw... No, you're going to ask me that question. <laughs> we tried to think of it last night. We couldn't think of the name of it. <laughs> And it's it has it's a it's sort of a romantic comedy, okay, with a Pakistani. Comedian. Oh, um, um, <laughs> shit! It's called Meet Meet Him or something. Or I know what you're talking about with um, I don't know the actor's name. Kamal Jana Janajani or something. Like but that. he's like the Uber driver guy thing. Yeah, yeah. And they sleep together, and he's right. like, she's like calling an Uber, and he's like. I'm your Uber driver. Yeah, <laughs> he's in. Uh, you ever see the Silicon Valley show? No, I don't. I don't have TV. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's on HBO. It's an HBO um, okay. uh, sitcom kind of thing. It's called Silicon Valley. Uh, you probably get a kick of it because it's all Palo Alto stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, Menlo Park. They just said they literally just had a scene. You know where the the Mexican restaurant and Whole Foods is in Palo Alto? Yeah, they had a nighttime shot of. Just that corner, uh-huh. and I was like, ah, oh, I, I go to I go to fuck that Whole Foods like every fucking day. But it's like it was in the, the show, and the same they had the Rosencrown on there, just a different name. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So they had little still shots of Palo Alto uh-huh. and all this other stuff, and they go to Stanford and do you know a bunch of random uh, little scenes and shit there. Uh, but he's one of the main actors in the show. Okay. And he's a pretty funny actor. He's pretty good. So I'm curious of how he did in the movie. Was it a good movie or was it? Well, it was, uh, it had, it had some, um, interrupt, it, it went, there would be times where all of a sudden she's in a hospital. Oh. You know, and there's no, there's very little build up to it. It just, all of a sudden she's got this horrible disease. Mm. Um, and for them to just, just hit it up right away and get uh, go to bed he was he was doing comedy in the comedy club and she was in the audience and she heckled him a little bit and then they're in bed together okay that's how the movie starts it starts right off the bat like that yeah so a heckler gets to sleep with the chick that was being right yeah and then she wants to get married within five weeks and oh so she has like a she already has a plan agenda an agenda because she is sick right she's ill no no she doesn't know she just has an agenda because she's it has an agenda right gotcha yeah no spoiler alerts but yeah okay no no for sure (laughs) gotcha all right well sounds cool yeah i might go see it so then what else happened what was uh, it's a little long two hours and 30 minutes oh fuck that's too long sometimes for comedies. Yeah, I haven't done an hour and a half anymore. I know. Well, people say that about my show too because it runs like three hours sometimes. And oh, really? I don't try to. It just the conversation goes that way, yeah. and I'm like, when you're having a one-on-one conversation, 
sometimes it gets deep, and that's, yeah. the, the whole the whole concept of the show is it's called a few deep uh-huh. because we're a few beers in, uh-huh. and the oh, conversation cool. also gets deep. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like it's a double meaning for it. Right. So not every conversation is deep and meaningful, but sometimes when you're having a one-on-one, it kind of goes that exactly. way. You know what I mean? So I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? It is what it is. If you you either watch the the movie, how long it is. If you get bored, you get bored. This you show, you listen to it, and you don't want to listen to it. Turn it off. Okay. It's out there, right? Right. We're just throwing it out yeah. there. Cool. Um. So yeah. So what else? What else happened then throughout the day? So you went to the movie. You you watched the Red Sox. Did the Red Sox win? Uh no, they they got beat yesterday. Okay. But they're still... They're in first place. They're still in first place, yeah. yeah I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, over the terribly horrible Yankees, New York Yankees. Mm. I, de- I hate the Yankees. <laughs> my, my dad and brother love the Yankees. I hate them. Yeah. I always hated New York teams. Chris has on his car... Uh, I, I love... The Red Sox and any teams that beat the New York Yankees. <laughs> That's a good sticker. Yeah. That's a solid sticker right yeah. there. Yeah, definitely. And so um, went out for a nice morning walk, uh, clear my head a little bit, did some, some flowing. Yeah, did some uh, crossword puzzle and then gave my uh, daughter a call. She was leaving her. She's going down to Disneyland. And okay. My Her daughter is... Dance uh, is dancing in the uh, Disneyland parade on Saturday. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, how they get that gig? Uh, the whole school or her whole, She's in a dance club. Oh, okay. So they kind Bella. of organize it yeah. together. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Super cool. And uh, gave her a call, or she actually called me last night, and I didn't get it, but gave her a call, and she. Uh, Told me that her, my best friend called her up and uh, last night. From back home? Los Gatos. Oh, from Los Gatos. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he called her up to tell her how concerned he was about uh, my drinking. And um, we had just done a week's trip together, my friend and his wife, up to Oregon. Okay. And usually uh, I don't drink very much around him, but for some reason... You let I, loose. I let loose. And uh, and then he was kind of upset about it. He, How old is your friend? Same age? Yeah, okay. 71. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, Nikki, Nikki just really gave him... Uh, a what to do kind of thing. She says, I'm not going, my dad's 76 years old. He's going to be who he is. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I'm not going to do any intervention for you, Skip. You're going to have to do that on your own. And I'm sure if you two brothers love each other, you will get it back together again. Or you can, uh, stop seeing him. And we did that once for 10 years. That happens with best friends. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, and she says, and I'm sh- sure my father doesn't like a lot of things that you do too, because he overeats and he's in the hospital constantly for heart and uh, stomach problems and breathing problems, and uh, he doesn't take care of his weight. And you're pretty active, Joel. You look pretty damn good for seventy six. Oh, thanks. And you're doing. You're. I mean, you're walking up three flights of stairs. 
You're going for walks. You're going for beers. Right. You're hanging out. Right. I don't want to say that I don't see a problem, but... Well, I, do, it, I see a problem myself. With, with yourself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I drink too much. I think, I think all, all of us drink a little too and much. And I would want to cut back. And after I get a couple in me, I don't care about cutting back. I'm the same. So that's, you got to figure something out because uh, there's, there's it, a balance. It, it's make me shaky and it makes me hungover. And I get up every morning saying, oh, I don't want to get up feeling this way every morning. Yeah, no. And so, uh, yeah. Do, do you take vitamins and stuff? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, the only advice I could give, because I'm not a person to give advice because you're way more experienced than me. We can all give me, advice you know? to each other in Nevada. Um, I, I tried to, to pick my, my times. I tried to pick, a, I don't want to say battle because it's not a battle. I, I, I try to pick my pleasure at that zone. Yeah, I will have a beer or two at every day, almost every day, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. But I don't try. I try not to drink in excess. I try to either. I'm like, oh, I'll just have a beer if I'm feeling it, or the next day I might just have no beers uh-huh. and be totally fine. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you get on a, a bender or you know a binge, and you're like, "Fuck! I drank for a month straight. I got to stop." Right. So and that's what I'm beginning to feel. Right yeah. Now. I'm. Pick, pick times that best suit you. And, and like I said, there's, I try to think of a month or a, like any kind of, any kind of event coming up that I don't have to drink. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I can just not, I can wait until then. But then a couple of days go by and I'm like, oh, I need a beer, uh-huh. at least one beer. Yeah. And then, so then, yeah, it kind of throws it off. Yeah. So yeah, pick, pick, I'd say pick your, your, your poison at the time. And it doesn't have to be every day and it doesn't have to be. Three times a week. It could be once a week, twice a week. Oh, I feel so much better when I don't. Yeah. I, we all do. <laughs> Trust me. I, I do. That. I wake up feeling sometimes like I get hit by a truck. And I'm like, right. I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm done. Why, why did I drink 13 beers last night? Yeah. It was stupid. Yeah. You know? No question. We're on the same. But concern is concern. I understand. And so uh, the funny thing is I read my... Uh, um, horoscope today and it says you have an issue that you have to deal with right away you don't let it go oh okay get into it because it's just going to get bigger if you yeah so i've got to give uh, skip a call and say uh here you got some problems with me yeah I, that's i mean especially you got i mean i feel, I feel like friends have to work that out yeah Especially, you know, at that age, too. I mean, even now, like, at my age, and any age, you shouldn't yeah. hold grudges. Right. And there's no reason. People kind of fly off the handle, and not everybody is right. In fact, nobody is right. Everybody is guessing how to live their life. Exactly. Some people are just really fucking uptight and want to try to tell somebody else what to do because they're upset of how their life is. That's true. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. If you think you have, you know, if it's cause for concern for yourself, that's... Totally understandable. To be judged by somebody else, I would only say that so it, I'd be fine with somebody waking me up for a second. Be yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Nah, okay. Brought I it to my attention. Yeah. Now I'm looking at it, right? So now, okay, now I'm seeing the picture. I'm not. I'm not. Um, 
getting mad that I think you're criticizing me for being a complete asshole or drunk or whatever the fuck you think I'm being, right? Right. I'm looking at myself and I'm thinking, when's the last time I didn't have a beer? Or when's the last time did it affect me? Did I feel good? Well, yeah, I didn't feel good. So maybe I should cut back a little here and there. I've been giving myself excuse, a good, good excuses, but not, they shouldn't be used actually. And that is, uh, I've had quite a bit of death in the last uh, two years. Okay. And I guess I haven't paid attention to uh, the sadness that that brings and the grief. Friends, family, all that kind of stuff? Family, friends. There was a woman that I was uh, taking care of. Um, She had uh, brain cancer and eye cancer, and she was a volunteer in my recreation therapy program for 20 years. Oh, geez. And she gave me a call even after I had left. She gave me a call because she wanted to uh, see if she could get some marijuana to... Yeah, uh, definitely. To help her with with some of the pain and some of the nauseousness. and um, So uh, she, we went and got a card, got a medical marijuana card, and I, I got a uh, caretaker uh, so I could go in when she couldn't go in to get uh, some stuff for her. And uh, she, we struggled and worked on it and... She was out of it for about two years, but still having to go back every three months for checkups and stuff. Did the did the marijuana help a little bit at least? She did. Uh, she did like it, but then she got nervous that it was going to um, interrupt her medications for seizures. Oh, see, so, I think that might help seizures. I think, right? I agree. Get off the medication. No, right. Right. Yeah. And just do the weed. Right. And CBD is uh, CBD is cannabinoids in uh, marijuana. Yeah. There's THC and CBD and a bunch of other stuff too. Yeah. And uh, the CBD is a um, anti-seizure kind of uh, medicine that they gave to uh, a, a young girl at three years old. She was having like um, three hundred. Seizures a day, yeah, or a week, or something like something that. like crazy like that. Yeah. yeah, Charlotte, I think her name was. They did a whole story about her. Okay, and um, she with just CBD marijuana, they got her down to two or three, where she was able to function during the day and start learning yeah. to read and stuff like that. Yeah, see, and shit is awesome. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, so. Uh, she passed away in uh, May. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. It was this year, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, and that was very hard. Yeah. We're going to try to get a fund going for her and stuff like that. Okay. But um, Was she younger than you? Yeah. Older? Okay. She's about, I don't know, maybe 67 or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So fairly young. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's sad. Yeah. So you're going to get a fundraiser... For the uh, for the family and stuff, or, or like, um, uh, or just or just like a do- the, donation. All, all the volunteers that that worked with her, yeah, yeah, uh, coming together at the end of this month, and we're going to try to figure out how we can honor her in some way or another. Okay. Yeah. And well, then, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you'll, you'll hear random things. The mic picks up a lot. Of, a okay. lot of, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it's right here. It's like oh, no, it's outside. 
crazy outside. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my father passed away, 99 years old, last year at the same time. Oh, geez. May. He had a great life. He sure did. 99. Yeah. That's awesome. And I don't want to say, you know, that's awesome that he passed, but to be 99. No, I know. He's lived a pretty good life. You almost exceeded by one year the maximum that we're ex expected to live, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Which, I mean, that's just crazy awesome in my mind, just thinking about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the last four was in a nursing home. And so a little hard. It gets hard then. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because he still wanted to be strong and stuff like that. I can see. I can see myself. Can you see yourself being like that too? Oh yeah. Trapped like. Oh yeah. In a, in Parkinson's a, disease. And, yeah. Being trapped when you can't really move. Right. But your brain is just too strong. Yeah. To let your body tell right. you like yeah. stop doing stuff. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm. That's. I fear that. I think that fear that the most. And I'll be too alert for things. I'm too conscious. Oh wow. Yeah. I feel like I'll always be too conscious of something. Like Stephen Hawkins. Yeah, basically. Cannot move at all. No. And yet he can talk through a machine that the voice comes through his cheeks. Or yeah, something. and he's just so yeah. smart and just, everything is just still happening. He's like, I just yeah. can't function in this stupid right. body that I fucked up. Right. You know, yeah. It, it blows my mind of, of what what happens and what's capable, you know, and, and how. Yeah, he's the longest living... Uh, what an ALS disease person that I know. That's uh, yeah. uh, what's the baseball player's name? Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig. Yeah. Disease. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's he's been that way for like he's in his seventies. So had to be over twenty years, thirty yeah. years, yeah. twenty at least twenty, right? Yeah. At least twenty. Oh no! I, I, Longer. Yeah, I think you get it pretty young. Yeah. Maybe. Well, that, no, I've known people that are fifty years old to get ALS too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. And then my younger brother, a month later after my father died. Oh, that's... He, he died as well. What did, what did he die of? He, he died of not wanting to live 70 years old and being in a nursing home for 24 years. What happened? Why was he in the nursing home for a long time? He... Um, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword because it's uh, we all as a family should have helped him and tried to take care of him better, but we all had our own lives to live and. So and I feel like that's still relevant. Like, I, I feel like, I, and I don't know what happened, but um, right. but I feel like in, in the same sense of we all can only do so much until you have to do your on your own. Right. I guess. And when he got on his own, um, it, it wasn't good. So he, he, just... he, he, he uh, got married and had a child. And um, within six, let's see, within a year and a half, he was divorced. Um, and he doesn't, he, he was, he, he's, he had, he was about an age of a 12 or 13 year old. Uh, as far as uh, IQ and um, so he was still like as a a thirteen year old living in like a forty year old body right. kind of thing. Yeah. His mentality was yeah. still like I'm got, a teenager. He got to be seventy actually, um, and then he uh, what did he do? He 
he, when he was a baby, he lost some brain cells due to, um, what is it called? Uh, whooping cough. Oh, the whooping cough? The whooping cough. Okay. And uh, he had to be tented, and he almost died once. My father brought him back. Oh. And uh, so he never was able, they sort of just pushed him through high school when he really wasn't, you know, they didn't have special ed back then, I don't think. And so right, they yeah. just got kids through. Yeah, that's uh, kind of a weird time when, when it wasn't really uh, uh, taken care of or, or looked upon, right? So the special education until the, those uh, programs started coming around. Right. Yeah. By then, if you just get pushed through as your IQ and you're not right smart, you're just like, no, push him through. He's yeah. good. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird one. And uh, so um, he passed away. Uh, and he was hated the hospital that he was in, the nursing home he was yeah. in. And he was there a long time. We all went and visited him. We would take him out. We would get, have him have special dinners and go to his birthdays. But we all couldn't uh, have him. He would... Uh, wet his pants and stuff like that because okay, yeah. he couldn't pay attention to doing it and would be out shopping or something like that. Mm. Okay, so that makes sense. So, yeah. um, and then they had three more kids in another marriage and they all had to be taken away from him because uh, he was abusing them. Oh, geez. He just didn't... Nothing that didn't work for him. We didn't help him not do those things. We showed. Yeah. So we feel badly about that. Um, And so he just gave up. Stopped eating. That's a shame, man. Sorry to hear that, too. That's... It's yeah. a bummer. Well, I really appreciate you listening. To, of course, uh, that's that's why we have these. That's why that's I wanted to really sit down nice to yeah. uh, just talk about them and recognize them. Yeah, as part of my grief. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And then, they, so have you? Have this has all happened pretty rapidly, right? In the last couple of years. Yeah. But not only even to yourself, too, right? I mean, I'm sorry. You've had like some issues with with cancer and stuff, too, right? Yeah, like I had prostate cancer. Yeah. Yeah. So and uh, fairly successful. There's no detection of it uh, in the five years that I've been out of it. So see, that's awesome. Yeah, and I also um, there's a benefit from it because what happens when they give you hormones? Yeah, your breasts grow. Oh, and so now I don't need a woman. No, you just got boobies. I got my (laughs) boobies, and I don't. I can just. You know, be let's just be at home, be with myself. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Who needs to be married again? That doesn't <laughs> right. Oh my that God. Shit. No, no, <laughs> that's true. That's awesome. All right, Joel, let's take a break. Okay, and we'll come back for round two. Sounds and good. And we'll have one more beer and uh, okay. we'll wrap it up. All right, all right, sounds good. Oh, it's a nice, beautiful Friday here in East Palo Alto, California. It's about 90 something degrees, so it's all fucking nice and hot. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying round one. Uh, we're going to play a little song before we get to round two. Um, do a little Marshall Railroad. Uh, uh, my last uh, band that I was really in and we toured and all that stuff. Um, this song actually has a video on. It's a little uh, tour video on YouTube. If you go uh, check out uh, Marshall Railroad, 
close to the blues you can search and find the video and you can see some tour photos uh, with the song as well and you know listen to a couple of more uh, Marshall Railroad tracks I think there's there's a couple more videos on there for it um, but yeah we're gonna play I'm gonna play the uh, the close to the blues um, it feels like it's fitting for uh, this uh, this podcast it was a little ups and downs and uh, that's what the song kind of is about you know up and down in relationships and after you break up and all that kind of stuff so uh so yeah enjoy this is marshall railroad with close to the blues Yeah. 
All right, we're back with round two with Joel. How you feeling, Joel? I'm feeling more relaxed, easier to talk. And... All right. Um, let's crack this beer then. You want to you want to do the honors of pouring, or you want to you want to read? I don't know. I'm pretty shaky here. All right. We'll let you pour your own. There you go. Mm -hmm. All right. This is Gigantic Brewing Company. I don't know. It's an IPA. I don't know. Out of where? Where it's from at the moment. This is from. Uh, this looks like an East Coast one. Hmm. Oh, yeah. It's from Three Floyds. Or around Three Floyds. What's that? New York? Oh no! Oh no! It's Portland. It's a Portland beer. Oregon. No. Yeah, Portland, Oregon. Yep, GigantecBrewing.com, Portland, Oregon. This is a, a oh, it's a collab. That's why. Okay. So, What's gigantic. So it's a gigantic and a three Floyd's unleash this true weapon of mass distraction, <laughs> citrus, floral, and tropical hoppiness. Lead to full malt flavor from proper English malt. And kindled over Welsh coal. Brewed for those of us that live and die in the Timbers Army in Section 8. <laughs> and this is called Axes of Evil. And you can see it's a pretty yeah. nice little drawing uh -huh. on there, which is kind of cool. Yeah, cartoonist. Yeah. So, yeah, all right. So, it's a collab between Gigantic and Three Floyds from Portland, Oregon. Artwork done by Jay Howell. That's what I was just going to talk about. I mean, they do the whole thing. They do a, a really good beer, and then they have art and uh, uh, <laughs> good uh, little quib about what it's what it's about with the... It's kind of what I like about the new beers that, that are coming out. It's like a lot of the, the stuff that I dislike, but there's a lot of the stuff that I really do like. They're almost making the beers as like their own like album art and stuff. Right. You know, it's like re yeah. we're releasing a song or an right, album. Right, exactly. You That's know what I mean? That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I think it's amazing what they're doing for, for yeah. that. And like you said, it's like they're, they're coming up with friends that can draw and do great art and, you know, slap that on there. And it's fun. There's, yeah. uh, was it in the New York Times that, not maybe, no, this is something else. It would have to do with 90%, um, I think it is, or even higher, 90% of all uh, microbrews are owned by Anheuser-Busch. Uh, yeah. All of the... Uh, the major corporations. They just ones. buy them out. Yep. And, and is that why is that why people go into do, for, doing their own beer and then well so that's what selling out yeah me that's what me and uh, Darian were talking about a little bit me and I we had a conversation a little bit about some few people even Jim uh, Dickerson at the at the bar uh -huh. we had a podcast we were talking about a little bit um, yeah we were saying that if you're in the business to just start up a brewing company to sell it out you should just get out of the fucking business. 
But if you're passionate about what you do and you stay true to a right, thing, yeah. I think you it can be an awesome industry. Like and, and don't let the corporations bully you around to taking, throwing their money around because they have bajillions and bajillions of dollars. But what they don't have is your beer. Mm-hmm. So you can stand up against big corporations by just selling your beer. Yeah. Leave me the fuck alone. Pliny has a real strong yeah, they're, attitude towards this is our beer. That, and that's going to stay that way. It. Yeah. And, and I think that's why a lot of people... keep it fresh stick, and yeah. running and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think a lot of people that get into any kind of industry need to kind of stay that way and keep the good fight going for, right. for the art right. of music movies beer right I don't know, anything anything that you cannot try to sell out you can make money but don't do things for the wrong reasons right. what do i mean i mean people get those two mixed up they think just because you're making money Chase you're the money, yeah yeah you're chasing money you're not chasing or you're not living the dream you're just chasing all the money it's like right. you know yeah you can make money please make money i mean i'm doing a podcast i'm not doing a podcast to make money i'm doing a podcast because I love hanging out with my friends, talking beer, you know, bullshitting, mm-hmm. sitting down, you know. If I make money at it, awesome. If I don't, who gives a shit? Right. Nobody else, right? Right. I, for some reason, I grew up, I don't know how I got myself into it, but I grew up as a uh, small C communist uh, mm. idealist. And um, so, what's that involve, actually? What, what, is that, what do you think that means, really? Uh, I didn't want property. I didn't want to own land. I didn't think it. W- I thought it should be owned by the community, and that we all chip in together and yeah, uh, give each other housing and do things together as a community, as as well as uh, the other aspect of. Um, I I I always said to myself, I just want to make enough money to get by. Yeah, and uh, I came out to California, thinking I would get uh, a raise in pay. <laughs> yeah, I was making about ten thousand dollars back in Massachusetts uh, in the hospital I was working at. Okay, yeah, and I uh, came out here, and they had a community mental health program. It was amazing how I got that job, uh, that was going in Palo Alto, called Miramar Mental Health Services. And we, uh, they signed me out at $8,000. So that's how you started out. Yeah. Oh, geez. (laughs) So you got, you got a a decrease in (laughs) little kick in the ass there. Yeah. Yeah. But But then obviously over time it probably got better, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I always kept it like there was a point when I was working at Miramani that, um, if I got a raise, and the people below me didn't, or did got a lesser raise. Yeah, I would equal it equal it out by telling the administrators that I wanted to give as a gift my your ha- share, my share of the raise. Oh, yeah. geez, and you're like a true humanitarian. I know, <laughs> and I, I it, it feels good to be that way. Yeah, definitely. But it also uh, you know can cause some consternation. Because uh, my wife worked hard as a nurse, and, yeah. uh, and you're giving your shit away, and she's yeah. like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> really? Come on! But I was paying, I was paying yeah. half, and yeah, yeah, half, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so you but, pulled your own weight, right? Yeah, no. Um, 
So, what, so what, that so, was the Marxism kind of communist, small C communist that I was. And so we moved out here. Mm -hmm. And we lived on California Avenue, uh, Northern California Avenue in uh, Palo Alto. And um, I had a chance to buy a house. Uh, there was some friends of ours moving out of a three-bedroom house, and it was $60,000 in College Terrace. Oh, dude, you could have cleaned up right now. <laughs> and my dad was uh, willing to send out the down payment. <laughs> and I says, no, no, I don't do that. I don't believe in private property. I don't believe in owning anything. Um, but you own a car. A different story. Yes, huh? no, I know. Okay, that so went, just a different story altogether. That went through my mind when I says I don't own, own do private property. It's technically not property. <laughs> I guess it's, it's a mobile right. device, but yeah. So you don't own a house then, Joe, huh? You just... I actually do own a house. <laughs> so I you can, take back all the shit no, you just said. No, no, no I got out of it. I got so, out of okay, it. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So then what, what, I, I what changed your, that what, what changed your but mind? But I still I am in the way that I did get the house is a uh, condo in Palo Alto that I was on a list for 18 years uh, with the Palo Alto Housing Corporation and uh, I thought it was for a rental and I was always a thousand dollars off not I at the you had to make a certain amount of money like forty five thousand dollars a year to qualify right, right and I would make 46 <laughs> and so I, for 18 years, and then I started retiring, cutting down on my hours. Yeah. And I, at the same time, my name comes up for this condo over in uh, Barron Square, okay. Barron Park. Yeah. And uh, I got it. I was eighth on the list, and nobody underneath me wanted it. And so I got it for $100,000, which my dad helped me with again mm -hmm. and um, the house exactly the same as mine next door to me uh, is the same 750 square feet yeah. or whatever yep. um, and I got it for 100000 hers is 770000 that she paid for oh Jesus so that's a tremendous increase right. on that right but it's also part of the, the philosophy and person that I am. Yeah. That I uh, lucked out and, get, and getting on a list for Getting on the list for how, how long did it take? Did it take 18 years? 18 years. Oh, Jesus, to be on a list. Yeah. When they write those lists, they, they're, not, they're not kidding when they say you're on a list. <laughs> right. It could take forever, but I, you're on that list. I was on 322 at the beginning. Oh, Jesus. Wow. That's a years. long list to eight, be on. Eight years to get to eight. Wow. But that's cool. You, then you got a cool cool condo. and yep. Do you live there by yourself? I do. You do? Yeah. And mm -hmm. where's, does Chris have his own apartment or his own place? Uh, Chris lives with his mom. Okay. On High Street. High Street. Yeah. Oh, okay. I and know his, what that is. His yeah, sister yeah. lives next door. Oh, cool. They, own a du they don't own it. They rent a duplex. Rent a duplex. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And where's Baron Park at? Barron Park is on the west side of El Camino um, by uh, Gun High, close to Gun High. Okay. Over, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over there in the Foothill area yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I know where that is. And they don't, it's a, a, it's a community without very many sidewalks. They have mostly, uh, there's 
uh, no sidewalk on all of their streets. Gotcha. So it's kind of a, um, what do they call that? Like not in the community to like walk around. Right. There's a kind lot of, of that in, in the East Coast. Yeah. Kind of East Coast thing. still has a bunch of communities that don't have sidewalks and they just walk around the right. road. Yeah. I don't know what they call that. I forget. Yeah. Kind of a thing. But yeah. So are you enjoying are you enjoying living there in that area? No. No, you don't like it? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate this place. <laughs> hated it. I've hated it for ten years. Really? Ten years. Um Do you hate it because you owed it and you got tricked into owning it? <laughs> No, it's, I'm a person, I used to live on Bryan Street downtown. Yeah. And we had an eight apartment building thing. And I'm a person that loves engaging with all of my neighbors and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, sitting out on the stoop and people going by and yeah, talking definitely. to them. Yeah, definitely. I'm a fan of that. Yeah. I don't get to meet anybody yeah. here. And, well, that, it's, it's when I grew up, that's how we did it. You yeah. Know? It was great. Yeah. No, that's uh, a, I think a lot of people lost that. And really uh, technology and even, you know, just the way life is now right. kind of thing. Nobody right. sits on their porch and chills out right? yelling at people. Hey, you, what's right. up? <laughs> that kind of thing, yeah. I, there's a rule against hanging your laundry Oh, is in there? this condo place. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can yeah. you even hang your laundry out? Well, I do. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Do it, yeah. I just do You're going to give me a fine <laughs> for hanging laundry? God, <laughs> what the fuck this world coming to? Right. That's a terrible thing. And, uh, but... People don't invite you into their houses to have meals and stuff like that. They everybody comes home from their work and they go. They they want their lives of their lives to be separate from any of the community. Yeah, it's that's really strange. Definitely strange and, and and not easy for a person. So that's why I go out to the bars and to socialize and communicate with people. And that's, I mean, I do the same. So I think it's, I'm on the same wave as you are. And because and, now, yeah, like, it's, I miss going and, and without calling a friend and going to knock on their door. And, right. And, you know, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Oh, I'm, oh, I was just watching yeah. TV and hanging yeah. out. You want to go do something? Oh, cool. Let's go do something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Those used to be the really good times. Just yeah. knock on your friend's door and let's go out, dude. And let's go do something. All right, cool. You didn't have to call, make sure. I'm going to call before I come over. Like, you don't have to do any of that anymore. Right. Now it's just, text me. Don't even call me. And if you don't <laughs> respond, I'm busy. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? I still drop in on uh, people. Do you? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Just drop in. If they're not there, leave a note. Yeah. If uh, if they're there, I get to be with them. Yeah. yeah. No, that's... I like... I used to... I really like that. Like, showing up unannounced and it just kind of throws people off of like... Hey, what are you up to? Uh, nothing. I had a whole different plan in my mind of what I was going to do, but now you just threw it off, so fuck it. Let's go to the bar. Yeah, definitely. Times, yeah, I think uh, it's definitely changed, especially, like, compared to, to going uh, from, like, living downtown in Bryant, right? Right. Ish, downtown-ish? Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. over to this part, right? Yeah. So... Totally different way of living right. anyway. No, I'm biking it all the time when I was on Bryant Street. Yeah. And now you got to drive down or Uber down. Yeah, or, or bus it. Bus whatever. it. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. How far is it from downtown? Three miles. It's not too Three bad, but miles. either way. 76, it's uh, mm -hmm. a little harder to... You're like, I'd rather not go three miles. Do that run. <laughs> yeah. Can I just walk next door? <laughs> I think that keeps you good, though. I think that keeps... 
part of your daily flow, you know, right of your activity, and it goes good. Yeah. Do you yeah. ever do you ever walk? Um, do you ever do the dish? Do you ever walk the dish? Oh, many, 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 many times. Yeah, and, and used to run it. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've been starting to do that lately. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, but Nikki does that. My daughter. Okay. She's she's saying. So I'm building up to that. I've done uh, six miles in the last two days. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Well, hey, if I you... Get uh, back up on that hill. Hey, let me know if, if you want to walk with me, because I walk... I try to go a couple of times a week. Okay. And I'm down to walk and hang oh, out. I'd like so, to do Yeah, that. yeah, for yeah. sure. Because I, I need the exercise. I need to get what out. What time do you go? Mornings? Anytime. I can go in the morning. Not mm-hmm. super early, but I could go... I usually get off at work between twelve thirty and two a.m. But I'm, oh, okay. I usually come home, go to sleep, and then I'll get up about nine thirty. So uh-huh. I mean, you know, by ten ten thirty, walking yeah. would be okay. Great. Yeah, I could do that. Good. I'll let you know when yeah. I'm ready. Let me know when you're okay. ready, or any other walks. I'm I'm fine with uh-huh. with other ones too, because uh, that one's a bitch to get up the hill. The first one, right? It's like sh- no, I was I like, know. oh fuck. It's, yeah. I used to run that all the time. And on my birthday, I would run from Bryant Street up to Windy Hill. We are, were you always a runner? Uh, no. No? I picked up running coming out here. Okay. Yeah. And uh, loved it. Yeah, loved running's it. kind of fun. Yeah. I used to love it. I was on a, um, on a, a group of Native American uh, runners. Uh, it's called the Northern California Spiritual uh, 500 Marathon. And we would do 500 miles and over five days. And we would go from reservation to reservation. I did that for 16 years. Oh. Um, the last three years, I was getting a little old and tired, so I uh, didn't do much running, but I was a support and cooking. And, uh, oh, that's like awesome. That. Yeah, and driving vans. That's super cool. And um, so 16 years. Yeah. In the beginning, I was getting up to 30 to 50 miles a week. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a good chunk. Yeah. For for running that long. And you just run. You can call out how much you want to go for, five miles, 10 miles, or one or two miles. Even throughout the week, right? So you got to run at least 10 miles a day to get to 50. So that's a pretty nice run. Right. Do you ever do trail running, or was it all just uh, like pavement or or like track stuff? No, what we we would do uh, on the run itself, we'd go from reservation to reservation, and uh, it would take a day to get to each place. And oh, that's cool. We'd do ceremony when we get to the reservation, and we'd do how many food and uh, uh, stories about what, what we were doing and what they were doing and how we getting along with each other and stuff. So how many how many reservations were there? There were uh, I think four. There was two different sections. One one was from the south to the uh, to the north, and that was from uh, Cesar Chavez's um, monument. Okay. A memorial monument down in La Paz. It's just outside of uh, where is that? Oh. It's near. Um, oh shit! What are those cities there? I can't remember their name. That's right. But you, but, but there was four reservations. Right. And you would run to each one. Right. How, well, were they all pretty much equally apart? 
it yeah. was like one further than the next. No, pretty equal. Yeah, we would go up uh, three, three ninety five. We would run up through the desert. Oh shit! And there was a uh, Bridgeport, and there was um, oh, I can't remember all these names. Uh, the different reservations that we would stop at, but. Uh, we were running, it's last week in June that it happened, so we were running in 100 degree weather. I was going to say, it's, I was like, what, yeah. what year is it? What time of year? Is it summertime? Yeah. So the, the end of June. The end of June. Damn, that's that's intense. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. I couldn't did you get Nikki what, and I did it for the first four years. My daughter got me involved in it. And stuff. That's super awesome. Yeah. Did you guys carry back, like backpacks and full of water and stuff, or was it, how how'd you guys, camelbacks? Vans. Vans. We had a van and a truck that would carry all of our uh, camping equipment. And oh, stuff okay. Like so that. then you would just... we would have a backpack in the in the uh, in the van with us for that day. But so then you, each day you would stop off at the right. van. Oh, that's smart. So somebody would drive, right. and then you got and follow you guys on the run. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's super cool. Make sure everybody's doing all right, and if you need to take a break, right? Did you get so did you guys took breaks right too? Right. And well, we would do lunch at some spot or another and uh, have sandwiches ready for the runners and stuff like that. And on the lunch run, there would, this is getting kind of boring. No, no, no. On the lunch run, there was, uh, you would send one of your runners out that was a long distance runner. And uh, they would go out while we were having lunch and then we'd get through lunch as quickly as possible, but not trying to just slop it down. But right, yeah. We'd be relaxed about it. And then go get our runner and get them into the car and send somebody else out. Well, that sounds like a, an awesome thing. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, not, it's not boring to me. I think it's it's uh, uh, it's an interesting thing of like, because uh, it's still kind of part of a community and uh, right. and you're doing this really fun activity of like you're sharing stories you're running to different places right. i mean you're meeting new people like it's still pretty fascinating and all, all that and that camping level. each other and yeah and cooking and, and right and bring I, I i think i really like that about community too is like when you get a bunch of people together and you're sharing food and then everybody's having a good time yeah. and yeah. yeah that's that's always the best in community no, i agree just kind of want i i used to well i i, I would i wish communes worked out is but i there, i've heard and and been to certain areas where i'm like it just i don't think people certain people just don't get along and i know that for a fact right. and it's hard to live with people in a community like that as, as far as like a commune where you share everything it it seems yeah. it would i mean to romanticize it is awesome but to actually live there, I think it it's just throws it off. Right. Yeah. I've never lived in a commune, but I've uh, in all my jobs, I've always been part of the families that I've worked with. Um, so I would get to know my um, counselor, my colleague counselor, and her family. Okay. And, and being out in California without my family. Right. I you basically create, adopt you these yeah, families. Yeah, you create family. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm a product of that as well. And like now, I get to know my girlfriend's family, and now I, you know, intermingle with those guys, and now I consider you know them part of my family. Right. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. No, it's totally awesome. Yeah, 
Yeah. So any any other any other uh, adventures that you've done or that you um, stick out in your mind? That's one of the probably one of the most epic things you've done. Do you have any like uh, like this is like my favorite thing I've ever done? Well, I've traveled uh, to some really nice places to Peru and Machu Picchu. Okay. Um, with a person who was uh, he owned the um, travel company. And I went with him and his wife and his two-year-old daughter, and like just like a, a like a, a leisurely vacation, or was it like? Oh no! It, he was trekking out a new uh, route. Oh. And so we uh, got to do the route that he was trekking, um, and we had um, we went to all. I I got to go to so many places. They couldn't with the two-year-old. Yeah. And one of the reasons that I think they let me come with them for a cheaper price uh, was that I was a childcare teacher. So you could babysit for a little bit. Yeah. While they could do something. Right. And then they come back and then you could go do something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's cool. That makes sense. Yeah. And uh, so I got to see the Nazca lines. They're these ancient lines in the desert of Peru. Um, And they... uh, One's called the Monkey Man, and it has a monkey face and then a a roundabout tail and stuff like that. Well, that's fun. And then there's also one that's like a landing field, and there's been books written about it as to uh, how they got there and what they meant and stuff like that. Okay. And then I got to go uh, to see the uh, Peruvian um, condors. In a, yeah, and I got to do that by myself with just a driver and an interpreter. Did you get a camera and everything? Or? Oh yeah, okay, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were yeah. Out, you were out, and, yeah. So just you, a driver, and an interpreter right. to tell you what was up. Right, it was terrific. Any dangerous situations down there, or was it just the only dangerous situation I had was the? Um, well, no, okay. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. No, either one. Shining matter. path. Shiny path. Shining Path used to blow up trains and stuff oh, like right, that. Oh, right, yeah. The uh, indigenous peoples of uh, Peru. Yeah. And, uh, they didn't like the way they were being treated that right. often. Um, and there was none of that that happened. There are, in every town that you go to, any place, there are people that want to take your goods and steal things from you. And, Even in America. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it doesn't right. matter what country you go right, to. Exactly. Don't be afraid of those things because right. there's all assholes right. everywhere. Just pay attention. Yep. Just, yeah, yeah be, on, be on, yeah. on alert right? if you have to be. Um, got to go to Machu Picchu by myself and up there, there's a story behind this. All right. Up there, there's... Uh, there was a uh, a lodge, and I had a dream one night at that lodge at a, on top of Machu Picchu about having a argument with my boss back home in the childcare center. Okay, and it was I wrote it down. I got up and wrote it down. It was one of those kind of dreams yeah, where you write down. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And when I got back to my childcare job from Peru, 
this woman who had been the child care director for 22 years, who I recently just saw her. Okay, good. That's awesome. <laughs> she lives in Barron Park, too. Is she doing good? Uh, she seems so. I think she's lost her husband. Oh, okay. That's... And um, she was fired. This is still in the dream, though, right? No. So she was fired. She was actually fired. Oh, Jesus. The board said, uh-uh, no more. We need to find somebody new. Okay. And uh, I was shocked because I was, she was, what happened with me is that she didn't take on the state. And the state would come and say, you got to do this certain stuff. And you got to do this certain stuff. And you yeah. can't go out with this kids and stuff like that. Instead of going out, cha challenging them and saying, why? Uh, let's, why can't we look at this uh, from our side of it? Yeah. Instead of just you, you bureaucrats. Right. And um, the board said that's why they got rid of her, because uh, she wasn't strong enough uh, to fight back. And she would always come and say, no, you can't do that to the rest of us. Right. When we... We were good teachers. We yeah. knew how to take care you, of Yeah, kids. you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And so this kind of like the dream kind of was like a... like I was a... I, it, it, Machu Picchu is a uh, powerful... Mystical, spiritual right. place. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, that's, it's, kind of, yeah. it's kind of amazing. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you had a, like um, lots, lots, well, let's see, lots of a few spiritual moments like that? Or was that one of the only ones? Or No, there was another one up at Mount Shasta. Which is right... Just up the road up, here to yeah. Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, five, what is it? 505 and... Uh, five. Yeah. Five. 505 goes over to 5. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Up 80 to 505. To yeah. Five. And that takes you up to Shasta. Beautiful mountain lake beautiful area yeah. just came back from there and it's, i gotta go up there more often i've only been up there once so yeah i gotta get out to the, to the lake full. sides it was full yeah yeah um so what was the what was the spiritual thing well, up it there? wasn't <clears throat> real spiritual and also involves another boss of mine <laughs> all right and um he was my boss back at mclean hospital uh in belmont and he um he also played in a uh, Louisiana jazz band, and uh, he's back, lived in Massachusetts, and he was back there, uh, and his band came out to Reading to play in the jazz, uh, to play in the jazz, uh, what do they call them, concert in Reading. They had a bunch of bands that came out every year. Okay. And... Um, It ended up, I didn't know he was coming. Uh, he didn't know I was here. We hadn't seen each other in 20 years. And we ended up in the same bed and breakfast, uh, just and very just, close to Mount Shasta. So kind of like a, um, <clears throat> not, not more of like a spiritual, but more of like a... Um, Something better than a coincidence. Right. Like, uh, I know what you mean, too, and I can't come up with those words. Yeah, but no, but no, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so, it, almost yeah. like, yeah, I, I can't, I can't think of the phrase right at the moment, but yeah, it's, it's, 
It's, it wasn't. It was kind of like this. Uh, oh. I, I had a similar thing happen to me, to where when I came to Palo Alto, I went to this party, and I only knew uh, Mike, my friend Mike, and he was in the tech industry, and they were having a party for their startup, and friends of friends of friends, and blah blah blah, and there was only about twenty people there, and. I saw this guy there and I was like, I know that guy from somewhere. I don't know. I'm like, I've only been in, I've only been into California at this time, maybe two months, three uh-huh. months. I was here super early, right? It was a party that I, you know, I just going to meet people, you uh-huh. know, hanging out. And I was like, I know this guy from somewhere. I just don't know where it's from. And I, I, I'm like, you know, going over it in my, in my head for a minute or two. And then, I'm not thinking anything and going over meeting people and stuff and he's like, oh, hey, I'm so-. and he's like, you look really familiar. I'm like, you look really familiar <laughs> and why do we know each other and I don't know why we know each other. I know, I've had that, that number of times. It turns out that an apartment I used to rent in New Jersey in my hometown, he was my landlord. Wow. So he and I would give him my rent. He would come to my house all the time and collect the rent money, and he would come up the apartment and check it out and stuff, and, and make sure, not making sure, but just if everything was going okay, and he said that I was one of the only people that paid him on time. Everybody else was like drug addicts and all this other oh, shit, wow. and you know nobody wanted to pay their rent, and he's like, I had to get out of that business. It was just <laughs> not for me, and I was like, hey, I totally understand, dude. I was like, I'm one of the ones that were only paying on time. I'm like, and I'm, you know, I'm not a drug addict. I'm just a regular person. I'm like uh-huh. paying my, my due, so... It was kind of an odd inter- interaction of just me, like, you know, it, it wasn't spiritual. It wasn't a coincidence. It was just like... I have the word. A red... Way. What's the word? Serendipitous. There you go. That's what it is. Yeah. There you go. That's what I was trying to think of. <laughs> yes, definitely. But yeah, that was just one of those things I wasn't expecting. Right. So, but yeah, definitely... And how was their band? Did you like hang out and, and catch up? We didn't up and- actually go. I don't know why we didn't go. It was I was doing a romantic thing with this girlfriend of mine. That and, makes sense. Um, we it would have been nice to go even to that. But I think we had, had other plans. Had other plans or something yeah. like that. Um, Did you get to say at least hi? Or, or oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah, think you guys we had up. breakfast together or something like that. Oh, so that's cool. Yeah. At least right. Nice. Um, boy, his story is a hard story. His? Yeah. I'm going to crack this beer, Joel. You don't have to drink any, but you're welcome to. Okay? Okay, I think I'll stop. Yeah, hey, you're, you're totally I'm fine, too. used to drinking a little later. No, no, it's okay. I'm just doing it, so I'm going to get it on the podcast. Because um, I usually do about three. Can I, uh... Yeah, yeah, you can use the, the, the bathroom, yeah. Okay, great. I'm just going to talk about the beer for a second while you're... Okay. So, yeah, feel free. Um, yeah, I'm going to do the, the Drake's IPA, uh, from San Lorendo, or San Leandro, sorry, California, 7%, 65 IBUs, and Drake's is, uh, they have a lot of good stuff out, um, but I didn't have this one on the podcast, so I feel like I'm going to do, I wanted to do one more, so... This is just the Drake's standard IPA. Nothing special. Um, yeah. 
nothing too fancy. It doesn't have any like, you know, crazy descriptions of, well, I mean, it just says that I'm holding a Drake's IPA gold medal winner. 2002. Won the festival, the Great American Beer Festival. Oh, that's cool. Urban Brewed Former Powerhouse. A brewery is more gritty than pretty, but with great hops and barley malt. Our talented brewers have been turning out unique and delicious beers here for over 20 years. Oh, Drake's was established in 1989. Well, that's cool. It's been around a little while. Long. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that it was um, that they weren't so as new as I thought they were. It's kind of like uh, Anderson Valley. Anderson Valley has been around about the same. Right. 89. Yeah. Probably, right. Yeah. Some of the pioneers of the craft brew industry, like uh, Sierra. Oh, those guys. Lagunitas. Lagunitas. Yeah. Right. Well, Joel, I got some, if you're up for it, I got a couple of phrases. I want to have some fun because I want to make like these little um, audio buttons. So, okay. They're meant to be kind of funny, but not in a, in a weird way, it's sort of a weird way, but just, it's like in radio, sometimes people have buttons when you have another conversation and I can just kind of throw it in there. Uh-huh. You know, like you're almost in the room with us, but not. Okay. So I have you say phrases. All right. So in case we're just bullshitting about it and you're like, well, yeah, that really chokes my dick or, you know, something stupid. Not not exactly that phrase, but okay. you know what I mean? It, it kind of ties in the thing. All right. So I wrote a couple down. These aren't, most of these aren't gold. So um, I don't want you to read a couple of words. These are, I was trying to get a fix on words that you say in a more Bostontonian accent. Uh-huh. So, <clears throat> it's just the way you say bar. Right. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So then you have bar, part, or fart, or any of those ways you say that is your own unique. Just because that's, you, 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 that's the way you talk. But I won't have you say those words. Okay. Um, I don't like this one either. So, I'm... Okay, so I got like one, two, three, four. We'll do four, if that's okay. Is that all right? Yeah. All right. And I'll I'll, I'll draw a line so you know where to stop after the phrase. Okay. And then, so it'll stop top to bottom. If you can read my handwriting, it should be okay. <laughs> you want to start with the first one? Sure. Okay. I pissed my pants at the pizza parlor. Perfect. That's it. Okay. <laughs> well, I really didn't. But no, no, I'm you didn't. Reading. No, you're just reading. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what. That's the whole thing. That's it's. You didn't do it at all. I'm right, just saying. Right. Although maybe I have. I, I probably have to. <laughs> I just like the way you say parlor. It's parlor. Okay. Wow. You want me to do this next one? Sure. God damn, this shit is good. All right. Get you didn't do it as good as I thought it was going to be, but that's okay. Well, how, how'd you, how would you... <laughs> 
Try the next phrase because that's where it comes in. I think it's the phrase itself because it's the way. It ripped the shirt right off my body. Yeah. I think I'm not being normal here. No, I know. That's why I want you to say it normal, but the phrase. Like if I was to say it to you, I would say... No, I was doing that like I I was acting. Yeah, yeah, don't act it. I just want you to read it how you would say it. (laughs) Okay. I want you to be like... What is the... Let me me see the phrase. Because I'll do it back and forth for you. Yeah, just be like, it ripped the shirt right off my body. Just like that. Yeah. Because it's the way you say it. I think the last one is, is, is the way, the way, the way the words are said. It might not be as good as, as good as I'm thinking. So (laughs) that's why I wanted to try it and have fun. It ripped the shirt right off my body. 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 Yeah, see, that's the whole thing. It's like when you read it, because I say body and then you just said body. But when I hear it at the bar, you're like, body. So like it ripped the shirt right off my body. Oftentimes it... we will put an R in and when there's not an R. Right. Like, uh, what is it? Uh, Cuba. Mm. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Make me a Cuba Libra. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm, oh my God, we got to call the aquarium or something. There you go. That's a good one. See, it's a, oh my God, I think, is the is where you get it in. Like, oh my God, because you get the, with the W in there, the God. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see, did you, did you, I got to show you that video, actually, because you might get a kick out of it, because it's these two Boston guys. I woke up one morning and this video was just on viral for some reason. Everybody was like circulating it through online. Uh-huh. And these two guys were going fishing. And I, have you seen it? My son Chris got it and he sent it to me. When they when they find they're something, he's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> James, we gotta call the aquarium or something." Oh my, this is a new fish, bro. Oh my god, what the fuck is that thing, Jay? Jay, we gotta call somebody. I was dying oh, on that thing, so oh I was like, I oh, "If we could recreate any of that, would be fun." But that's okay. No worries. It was worth the attempts. Okay. But it was good. Thanks, Joel. I appreciate you reading that. Sure. Yeah, it was just fun. All right. Um, sure. Uh, anything in conclusion? Uh, what you want to give out to the world, or you oh, want to? Wow. You got a lot of you got. You know, we little... haven't talked about sex much. We haven't. You want to say something about <laughs> sex in your age or overall I have, I through your lifetime? Sort of strange story that um, I feel sort of stupid about, but also proud of. Okay. I like those stories. I don't know why. All right. So, See uh, if I can break it down after you tell me. <laughs> um, I, I was uh, 16 years old, and I had this girlfriend, 15 years old, mm-hmm. and she came over to my house, and nobody was home. And back in the days of the 50s and 60s, uh, the girls wore big skirts and Oh, the big, oh, the, yeah. The, there'd be skirts under skirts under skirts. You got a multi-layer like yeah. they're in a wedding. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, we get a little passionate on the couch. And the couch is a uh, horsehair couch. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No. But they used to make a couch. And it was three sections similar to the couch you're sitting on. Okay. 
but it was Cush- three but cushions, cushions, right? right. Three cushion section. Okay. They were all they were all made of horse hair, and so that's pretty rough mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It's not smooth. No, it's not. It's not like you know cotton or right. anything. Yeah, sleeping on a t-shirt. And uh, so we're going at it. Mm-hmm. I get her dress and all of the paraphernalia with it up so that I could have uh, intercourse with her. Okay, so you had to lift up yeah, all the layers. So I'm not seeing her. Her face. <laughs> <laughs> so you push up all the... So the skirt's completely over her head. Right. And just the bottom half is right. all you see. <laughs> no, I, I Actually, I don't... It's not... Well, it... it I don't see the bottom half. Okay, not I, yet. I'm just on top of the layer of the dresses. So now you're just covered in dress. Right, right. All your eyes are whited out. For, to... and, and it's almost like you're <laughs> exactly. It's almost like you're in heaven on a cloud, right? In a, in a white. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm. We're having a good time at it. Mm-hmm. You know, first time. First. first oh, this is your first time. Yeah. It's even the better first story. Time. Except. I'm finding that it's painful. Mm. She seems to be enjoying it Fine. to some point. Which that means there's something wrong. <laughs> yes. So immediately you should know there's something wrong. For Is it her first time too? Yes. Okay, so that's why you know it's something wrong. If she's enjoying herself. Ah. Because it's the first time I think for everybody is super awkward. Right. And there's probably a little bit of pain involved. Uh-huh. Maybe not her first time. I didn't ask her that. Yeah, all right, well. She's, she had I'm boyfriends a, before me. Well, all right. 15, especially at that era, too. I don't know. Yeah. People got married at 19, so right. who knows? And uh, what it turned out when we... St- somebody knocked on the door, and we had to get up real quick oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And it turned out that I was bleeding. Ooh. I was in the horsehair... Cushion. Middle- <laughs> cushion. <laughs> It was horrible. Oh, man, that sounds uh, and horrible. She, and I, I, part of me is rubbing her, but not the not the penetration that I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I just thought it was regular hair, and it got caught. Right. And it, yeah. was, it was the horse hair. Yeah. Oh, man, that's oh, terrible. <laughs> Glad somebody knocked on the door. Oh, seriously. <laughs> oh, man, you could have had a worse time if you would have kept right. riding that thing forever. Oh. You would have probably got too painful, I would think. Maybe after at least a couple of more minutes, it would have yeah. been like, ah, yeah. we got to no, stop. Yeah. I'm like, I can't do it anymore. Right. And you'd be like, someone was wrong. <laughs> Something is wrong. And I don't know where I, why I started that, but we hadn't been talking about sex. Yeah, you want to talk about and sex a little bit more. Do you have <clears> a first time or I ha- anything special? My first have? time wasn't special. It I was mean, in the woods. I don't mean to force you into No, no, no. I feel like I could share because you shared. Okay. So, uh, but I'll tell you a funny time that was uh, one of my first girlfriends that I lost my virginity to saying, this might have been our second time. And the first time you don't finish anyway, I think, for anybody. Anybody who's out there who had a first time and you finished, God bless you. Because uh-huh. most of the time, nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Right, exactly. They stop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the first time was in the woods, but we went on a hike somewhere and, you know, it was quiet. And it was uh-huh. like, oh, good place to fuck around. I think I, I was 16 and she was 16 as well. Huh. So same, same age as that. Uh, but then the second time was in her room at her parents' house. 
and we got all these free condoms from like Planned Parenthood kind of stuff oh. of just you know getting condoms as a teenager you know for whatever and I had these really funny purple pink socks that I had on so I, I was completely naked and I had just these you know socks. yeah so then I just had purple so- a purple sock and a pink sock on uh-huh. it was a mismatched sock yeah and we were about only a couple of minutes into hang, you know, do, doing our thing, and then we heard something downstairs, and we thought it was her dad coming home from work. Uh-huh. So we like quickly like got and the condom that I had on was green. It was a neon green, so I looked like a clown. Yes, <laughs> and I quickly got all this stuff on as quickly as I could and I jumped out the window onto this Whoa. little onto this little roof thing mm-hmm. and then I lowered myself down and then I went around to the front door so I could act like I just got there and being like hey hey how's it going right <laughs> stop it so I went from the back porch and I like snuck around and I went to the front door and I like knocked on a thing and then she came and answered the door and she's like, I don't think anybody's here. I think it was just a noise. And we're like, oh, okay. And then went up, went back upstairs and I took my clothes off and I still had the condom on with, and then my socks and I just looked like a fucking naked clown blowing a fucking animal balloon with my oh dick my and shit. God. So yeah. And then, you know. I had the different yeah. uh, scenario that uh, I thought you were going to, you, the condom was going to be hanging out of your pants with the dad opening the door. No, no. That, yeah, that, I, that would have been better. But my, uh, no. Uh, this one, just, yeah, just, I just, it was, I just looked colorful. Yeah. And that was odd for me. And I was, you know, I was 16. 16 yeah, it was just strange. But yeah, that, that's my. Cool. My one of my first sex stories that I've had. The the summary to my sex story is that my daughter was getting a master's degree in psychology at uh, San Jose State, and she invited me to come talk to her class. <laughs> Did you tell her the story? I tried to tell the story. I was terrible. I was. I'm so nervous in these situations. Okay. That we're in, like yeah. Now. But this is like a bar talk, right? We're just, yeah. just like no, hanging it, out. Let's... It became so much better. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had to get my talk in mm-hmm. before the end of the class. Oh yeah. And I'm going on and on about da 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 da, da and then I bring out this story because I wanted to sh- show them about new sex and. And how it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. I feel like kids need to be talked more to and and let them know that shit's okay. Uh I feel like people are like really pressuring kids, well, I'd say at that age from 16 to 15 into not having sex. Yeah. But if you're going to, they should be educated, right? Right. So you got to educate instead of. I agree. Because you know everybody's going to have sex. That's just a part of life. But they all just. Looked at me like, like a deer in headlights. What the, hell what is the fuck is this guy talking about? about? Jesus Christ. <laughs> so the professor says, Well, um, we got to wrap it up, actually. 
And I knew right away that I had you're like, high. You're like, yeah, I should have wrapped it up too. I wouldn't have been bleeding, <laughs> motherfucker. <I'm> like, I, <laughs> of course. It would have been the same. Exactly. Cool. Cheers. Well, cheers, Joel. Thank you. Anything else you want to leave out into the world? Let's no? Do it again. Do it again. Go on a walk. Do it all over. Go on yeah. a walk. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. It's hey. really a pleasure. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time or we'll see you at the bar. Yeah. All right. Definitely. Hey, thanks, everybody, for tuning into the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to say thanks to Joel Davidson. Uh, super fun guy to talk to. I wish him well, and I hope everything uh, is going great. Uh, also, thanks to our sponsor, All in the Details. Uh, go to njpadetailing.com or Facebook slash All in the Details PA or Instagram.com uh, slash All in the Details PA. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great weekend um, and uh, probably be posting one on. Um, uh, I'll be doing a podcast Monday, I believe, and I'll probably post another one on, uh, on Tuesday. So it'll be out on Tuesday. So enjoy this one and uh, have a great weekend. Late. Mm-hmm.